This is the Ebb and Flow Podcast with Ide Bailey, where you'll find inspired insights on forward movements in the middle market. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to Ebb and Flow. I'm your host, Clinton Larson. And today with me is my co-host, Jenny Huteri, partner in charge of business outsourcing and strategy at Ide Bailey. Welcome back, Jenny. Hello, Clinton. Good to be back. And we are very excited to have as our guest today, Blaine Birch, co-founder and CEO of Dry Run. Welcome, Blaine. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. And maybe we should start out. Do you want to give a little background on yourself and your company? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm co-founder and CEO at Dry Run. And uh, Dry Run uh, is a software that helps businesses take control of their cash flow. Uh, we always call it the three M's. We help them monitor their cash flow for risk, model their cash flow uh, scenarios and make better decisions, and also manage their cash flow, which is taking care of those inflows, outflows of cash, overdue items, that sort of thing. And uh, one of the best ways we find to do that, um, especially now during this uh, kind of COVID time, is through CPAs. We know that equipping CPAs to help their clients through this is one of the best uh, one of the best ways we can help business. Blaine, I work so excited to have you here. Thanks for joining us. I mentioned to Clinton that you and I have known each other for a while. We first met a couple of years ago when you were selected to be part of one of the cohorts for the AICPA and CPA.com Startup Accelerator. One yes. of a handpicked small group. So, and you and I worked together then when, uh, as advisor and mentee, as part of that, that was a great experience. And as you mentioned, helped dry run working with accounting firms like ourselves. We have that common goal of wanting to assist clients in better understanding their cash flow and making some of that those predictions, those forecasted items for what it looks like in the future. You led into it a bit talking about the pandemic, knowing that within the last year, how we've approached forecasting or understanding cash flows has mm-hmm. perhaps been tossed aside and we've had to look at it differently this year. And you know, when, when Clint and I were talking, we really wanted to get your opinion on what you've seen in the last year, what you and the team have seen at Dry Run from our small and mid-sized business clients as they've persevered through this pandemic yeah. and the impact that it's had. Yeah, and the they're, the struggles have been, um, uh, we've never seen anything like it. Um, like the way Dry Run sort of came to be was really came from my experience of getting through 2008, 2009 through that recession. Um, looking at that now, that feels like a little baby recession uh, compared <laughs> to now. It's the volatility we see now is just, we've never seen anything like it. There's, of course, there's a lot of businesses that are str- struggling mightily. Um, we hear every day that they're they're understaffed, they're overworked, that they're under massive amounts of pressure. Um, and yet, there's lots of relief programs. So there is money coming in. And um, so sometimes businesses are like, they've got this little breathing room, but they're all looking and going, yeah, but how long does that last? How long till we come out of this? And it always seems to be another month and another month and another month later. And and they're wondering, you know, what sort of resources may come up to help them make it through. Um, unfortunately, we are seeing businesses that are failing too. Uh, so it's, it's just a really, really strange time. And um, it changes just daily. Um, it just changes so quick. And um, and so what we've done is, is, like I mentioned in sort of the intro there, is we work a lot with CPA uh, firms to help their clients because the clients are just they're scattered. They're running in every different direction, um, and they just need someone to say, "Kind of here's here's the state of the union, and here's what's going on, and and here's you know how we can help." 
Now, Blaine, you mentioned some of the unusual cash items. I'm sure some of it might relate to PPP funds that have come in or idle loans or other forms of governmental assistance. Yeah. Um, In terms of preserving cash or changing business operations, are there any other real solid trends that you've seen in that small and mid-sized business that modifications that they're making to help conserve cash or continue to be profitable? Yeah, well, there's there, of course, they're they're cutting costs. They're on top of government programs. And of course, like we're based in Canada, our, our largest customer base is in the United States, but we have customers all over the world. And so there's different programs from country to country. And and some are are, are working okay and some are, are are not, to be honest. Um, but for businesses, one of the most interesting things that we're seeing, and this happened fairly early in the pandemic, and we're seeing it carrying on and on, is um how they're adapting to it not just adapting on how they necessarily serve their clients, but we're seeing, you know, service businesses add some sort of little bits of product lines. And we're seeing product companies add some kind of services and they're adding, you know, delivery, they're adding online courses, they're adding. So there's a lot of innovation we're seeing and it's not like it's working. We, we've talked with businesses and they're like, yeah, we, we, there was one that was one of the most interesting one. It was a laser tag business that has a massive, space because they have laser tag and video games and all these things well of course they can't have kids come in they can't they're basically shut down but what they did is they managed to adapt and um, offer uh schooling so they could have a sort of a, a helper or a proctor they had very limited number of students but they had such a big space that they could space them out and they've got all of the screens so they basically turned it into a little school where um you know the rules change almost weekly here where we're at mm-hmm. but they managed to actually run run a business and have some cash coming into their business from something that's completely unrelated to anything they did, mm-hmm. but it was taking advantage of the resources and the opportunity they had. Blaine, I could see several others looking to either slightly pivot or make a really dynamic change in order to continue on going forward in, in some uncertain times. How do they do that from a cash flow projection, knowing that the business model is totally different than what they've been used to for their prior existence. Do you are you in yeah. the team needing to be involved with that? Uh, well, I am at, at times, and just depends. Some, sometimes I'm actually called in, depending on the business itself, and and um, uh, some of them just have very different ways of managing things. So I may be actually called in personally to say, okay, here's how you may want to approach it, because it is a really unique time. But it is it is tricky. It's making sure you have enough capital to be able to try some of these things, um, and it's. And it's easy to say that it's it's difficult in in reality, and and that still comes back to do you have access to loans and PPP and all these different programs? Um, when that money comes in, is how do you make the most use of it? Um, I, the one of the, I guess one of the scarier things is when money comes in and a business looks if they run their cash flow from their bank account. That is one of the scariest things we see. So they might get a loan, they might have money in there, but they really don't know how much they're burning through every month because a lot of them are in a lost position every month. They're not really sure. They look at the bank account and they think, yeah, I, I think I'm good. I've got money in the bank and it feels like a relief, but that money dries up really fast. And then they start looking and like here in Canada, uh, like we know restaurants, um, they don't have a patio season for probably minimum three months. And at that point, they're going to have heaters really going to try and get people <laughs> to, to be able to sit outside. They have to be able to not only say, we have to get through that three months, but uh, we have to be able to sort of staff up at that point. We have to be able to have our patio going. We're going to burn through a bunch of propane on heaters. Uh, we probably have different um, personal protective equipment that they have to have. A different. 
you know, now it might be two masks by the time we get to them and these N95 masks are, that all have costs associated with it. We're talking with businesses every day. And the one thing we, we really emphasize, though, is not to try and boil the ocean. Just what is the one thing that is sort of worrying you right now or keeping you up? Let's do a very simple projection. Let's do a very simple forecast. Let's do a couple of comparisons and let's keep it simple. And, and um, we hear that actually more often from businesses now. What would you like to see? I just want it to be text, you know, a text message that says, this is where you're at. Like they want it simple, quick, straightforward, because they, they, they can't take on all of the high complications. They're just like, give me the most important stuff right now. And let's, let's work our way through it. So we, we're seeing a lot of that where they, they don't have the time and attention that they, they normally would. Yes, I think I've heard that before from our data analytics team and others. When you try to focus on too many things, you lose sight and it becomes overwhelming and then the tools are less effective. So certainly yeah. great advice. Don't try to boil the ocean. Really focus on what's yeah. most important. Actually, one of our CPA partners, our director of client success, Barbara, was online with them and they were talking and they're um, talking about what they could deliver to a client you know, about cash flow. And finally, um, they said, well, let's just give them a call and find out. Gave them a call. And it was a very simple answer. Man, I need this. And this is just, you know, this helps everything. And it was, and it kind of gets off the phone and Barb's like, yeah, they were amazed at, it's kind of easy, but it is exactly what that client needs. And so um, that's, that is, again, uh, even from the CPA side is, is just talk with the clients and find out what's, what's going to help them make that next decision without you know, clouding their brain with too much stuff. Yeah, we could do a lot of things, but it isn't necessarily effective. Now, Blaine, as you're working with them, obviously in these discussions, we're making some assumptions that go into our forecast and then we're retrospectively looking back at those. Are our assumptions accurate? What have those conversations look like or that reflection on some of the assumptions in the early conversations gone now, as we've said, you've changed your business model. We know a little more now than we knew before. How do those yeah. conversations look compared to what they were before? Well, the big thing is before you had more, you, you had more time and you had more, you kind of knew, you knew it was seasonal. You knew kind of what was coming and they're going to be a lot more accurate. What's happening now is you have to check in a lot more. You have to update your, your projections a lot more. You have to stay on top of your receivables a lot more because you have to, you have to get that, that uh, water level really quickly and find out, is this actually working? Aged receivables are honestly, what we're hearing, they're through the roof like the, and they're extended. It's like, yeah, this customer always paid. It was always late, but it was 45 days. Well, now I, I don't know when it's coming. And so they're, they're staying on top of those receivables. So they, they, the assumptions are, are um, they're, they're more challenging, um, but it's almost like you're getting information every day. So make sure you're in there at least once a week and you're, you're updating things because before when you could say, oh, we can slide through the fall because it's a good, you know, uh, a good time of the year for us. And, and uh, we kind of know where things are going. You kind of look at it a little bit. Now it's like, yeah, is that working? Because they're, they're, they're cutting close to the edge as it is and things are so fluid um, they, they have to keep updating a lot more often and stay on top of the real operational stuff. Who owes me money and when am I getting paid and, and who do I have to pay and when can I actually do that? So, If you've enjoyed listening to the Ebb and Flow podcast, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss an episode. 
Also, please take a moment to share it with your professional network and leave us a review. That way, we'll be able to reach a larger audience providing business leaders with inspired insight on forward movement in the middle market. Not to totally plug what it is that you do necessarily, but one of the challenges why our clients and small and and mid-sized businesses weren't doing that more before is it's a lot to maintain, to build out a Mm -hmm. forecast and to change it for the assumptions and everything environmentally that's going on. And now we think everything we knew before might not be relevant anymore. So it is a lot of assumptions. And I think ties into the importance of using some form of technology in order to help do that so that we're really investing our time in the right place, analyzing Mm -hmm. the information, not inputting the data, checking our spreadsheet. You tell me, Blaine, periodically how many errors the average spreadsheet contains, right? Oh, it's it's mind-boggling. And I, I will share you uh, a story. At one point, I did have something in the spreadsheet, drove all the way over to my accountant's office and sat down and said, what is this? And he clicked, like, he, I had emailed it to him and I went there and sat down with him. I drove all the way over and he said, well, it's a broken equation. And <laughs> me thinking I'm so smart, I, I just, I, I stood up and I just, I, I picked up my paper sheet that I'd printed out and I shook my head and walked out. Like, I was, and, I, and I know I'm getting the bill for that, right? Um, it, it happens, um, you know, like we've got inaccuracies in spreadsheets, they're out of date, they take much too long to build. They've got like, there's a lot of issues with them. And, and the reasons that, that, that we, um, the clients come to us is because there, there's, we'll speed up a lot of that. And at times we can dramatically speed up. Like one of our clients, uh, we literally save them three days a week. We do in the first five minutes, Monday morning, most take until Wednesday afternoon, um, multi-location, multi-currency, all of these things. Um, but the other issue is the communication side. So you're sitting down with management, you're sitting down with the team and you put a spreadsheet up and um, you end up explaining how you made the spreadsheet and what the color codes mean and everything. Um, we help just to be able to look at it and go, I understand what's what's happening. And so there, there's a number of factors that that are um, really impeding businesses. And it's, it's you know, confusion and time and, um, you know, inaccuracy and all these things. There are systems out there that can help. And there's systems from, you know, I'm talking about the cash flow side, but for you know what it's like if, the, if you want to cash flow is accurate. Well, the bookkeeping has to be up to date, but there's all kinds of terrific systems to help manage your receipts and your bookkeeping and, and engage someone like this is not where you scrimp and save money is on your finances. Make sure your books are up to date and you have the optics you need to make decisions. Otherwise, you're just you're, you're blind and you're trying to fly. It's hard enough to fly in the dark as it is, but now it's in a massive storm, too. And it's you just uh, it's, it's too much. Uh, it's too risky even though it is a little bit of an expense. Yeah, Blaine, you've probably seen that where some have connected their accounts to the tool. And when you have the conversation about it, it looks off. And the reason is that the underlying information wasn't updated or isn't accurate. It it does happen. But I also, uh, one of the stories that that I always remember is um, there was a a client that came in and and buzzed our our support channel through chat and and Barbara got on a call with them. And she said, uh, what's the problem? She says, well, I signed up and I, this was, I think it was like in April or May or something like this, a, a couple of years ago. And um, she said, well, I, I signed up for dry run and I hooked up my account and I'm out of cash in June. And she just had no idea that it was just a matter of like five, six weeks or whatever it was. She was out of cash. That was the problem. We were expecting a technical question and it was, she was, what do I do? And Barb's, call your accountant. 
like get some help with this but it was basically that quick of um data comes in and there's wow we got a problem here and and um some of the things that we've been working on in dry run um, our latest sort of rollout is what's called a, a dry run insights and um, it did change our roadmap a little bit away from you know going into artificial intelligence things like that to go how do we help people through the pandemic when data from last year is broken data from the year before like it's it's all broken there weren't trends to predict this and what we looked at is how do we get really important information top line information really quickly to people so they can just evaluate where am i at and monitor that risk and figure out am i am i in trouble and do i need help um because we saw that but we want to make it quicker and easier for them to get that information to be able to go on the phone and say um call their accountant and say i need i need help i don't really understand what's going on here Blaine, previously you've mentioned the three AMers. You've got kind of a, a designation for the the crowd yeah. that comes to you and signs up in the middle of the night. Are there any certain characteristics of that three AM crowd? Uh, maybe pre-COVID, it was a little bit more. It was it was people that probably didn't really know where they stood, and and a, a little bit of insight on that. The three AM crowd is is when um, we would see signups in the middle of the night, but look, and it wasn't overseas. They were they were in our same time zone, and it was three AM, and you realize they're literally up at 3 a.m. trying to figure out their cash flow. And so they've they've got some indication there's a problem. That's all amplified so much now because um, uh, so many businesses are worried about their cash flow. They'll have a little a short-term freedom where they say, okay, I've got a little bit of cash, you know, I've got a little loan or something. And then you're looking a couple of weeks later or a month later, um, they're back in panic mode. And and a lot of that is attributed to, they, they really don't know. That's why they're coming in. It's, there's with business owners, a lot of times they don't want to know. They're they're scared to know. And then it hits that point where it's like, well, now I got to know. Like, I know there's a problem. I'm, I'm too deep. I have to know. They're going in. They're trying to look at it. And and, and um, that's how you plan your way out. And we had a client actually come to us one time. It was actually the, a CPA came to us and asked our support team to help them set up a forecast for one of their clients. And this was early pandemic. This was, uh, I think it was April, May or something like that. The unfortunate story was they were shutting down the business. And so they were building a forecast and dry run to figure out how do we shut this down basically with the least amount of damage, the what if scenarios of what if we do this, what if we do that? And so they modeled this out and 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 the and the um, accountant went left to go and talk with their clients. And we got a call uh, a few days later, and they said that it's actually flipped around that when they showed the forecast to uh, their clients and they started looking at the data, um, they actually found a path through. The clients looked at it and went, you know, if we reduce this and we add this and we get a little money here, I think we can ride this out. And so it went from, I guess, the red alert probably in the bank account to something actionable where they could say, I think we can actually save the business going in this direction. So um, that was just a really interesting story for us. And of course, a story that warms all our hearts because it's a, a business in a really difficult time that managed to find a way through. But I suppose the moral of the story is that having access to that information and, and a full picture of what does your revenue look like coming in, where can you have money coming in, where is it going out, and when is it going out, because sometimes you can delay those things and, and speed other things up, and it can actually change the fortunes of your business. Now, Blaine, maybe tying into the analogy of when's the right time to build a tree, like 30 years ago, when you hear that saying, you know, in this situation, that example, there's a client in a really urgent need. But I would guess you're not suggesting everyone waits until that urgent need to look at cash flow and to forecast. 
you know, in your opinion, when is the right time for the company to really invest in that at the right level? Have the tools, yeah. pay attention to the analysis. Yeah, today is the the short answer. Um, get started today, and 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 like we mentioned earlier, don't you don't have to have the ultimate massive forecast. I, I another thing I say all the time is like you're not you're not building this perfect GPS map with all the information. You know, you want the napkin where it's like go up to the tree and turn right and you get to where you want to go. Something simple. Even our success team, we've had some success with a lot of businesses saying, look, let's start with the one minute forecast. And it's literally, they put in four or five numbers, they hit auto repeat, and you can get an idea of, okay, here's what's going on. Here's here's what we're expecting coming in, going out and, and just a starting point. But it's important to start right away so that you're not waiting for that 3 a.m., wake up in the middle of the night and go, holy smokes, I think we're in real serious trouble here. You're finding a way out. And and um, another example, and Jenny, you probably heard this example before. I probably use it too much. But the best example I give is it's like stepping off a curb in front of a bus. And if you step off the curb and the bus is five feet away, you're going to get schmucked. If the bus is three blocks down, step back on the curb or you cross the road or you can wave them down, you have all these options. And we always say that buying yourself time buys yourself options. And so that's why getting started, knowing where you're at, um, gives you that ability to talk with your banker, talk with your accountant, to understand some of your options, talk with your clients, scale back your your costs while you can before it's too late and it could save your business. So get started today. It doesn't have to be this massive, overwhelming lift. Start simple with your problem you're facing right now and let it evolve over time. And, and um, you know, going back to when we were talking at the start, this is how we made it through that 2008, 2009. Started with, can I pay my payroll on Friday? To within you know weeks and months of having a, a really solid understanding of what it costs to stay in business, what our cash flow is like, when cash was coming in, when it was going out, what do we have to follow up on? And um, a sales pipeline with some discipline. And we knew when cash was coming in from our sales pipeline, what was likely to close. And to the point where it actually helped us negotiate contracts and make sure that uh, the payment schedule on the contracts and all the terms made sense to allow us to keep going. And it completely transformed our business. Um, so it's you don't do it overnight, but you'll get some value and some, some benefit right out of the gate. And um, if you keep it up, it can become a real advantage for your business and a, an opportunity to grow and really understand where you're going. Yeah. And as you're mentioning here... Blaine, you're not just someone who created a technology company. You were someone who were, was a small business owner. That was just like the other the clients that you and I and our firms and all of our peers that we're collectively working with. Your point of view came from those shoes and understanding the cash flow challenges. And yeah. you created a tool that was valuable to you and you feel like it's valuable to many others in the small and mid-sized business space. And if I were yes. to yep. analyze your book title, which you haven't yet mentioned, I'm a, I want to have a second to plug that. Clearly, you sound like a prophet. So maybe just mention how it led into that book and what the basis for the book is about, just so the listeners have some idea. Yeah. So the, the book title, and, and let, me, let me stress, this was from 2018. <laughs> so this wasn't opportunist. Uh, it's called Pandemic Cashflow. But the angle was, you know, this is this is a, a global issue and it, it, it affects businesses everywhere and it's really severe. And so that's that's why I wrote the book. And the, and the book really is it's just a, a basic primer on cash flow. And the reason I wrote it is because I read everywhere, every blog and business article and everything would say, you know, cash flow kills 
you know, a third of businesses and a cash flow will kill 50% by their fifth birthday or whatever it is. And, and, um, and then what basically the, 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 the advice would, yeah, just get a spreadsheet. That's it. Just get a spreadsheet and suppose magically everything will take care of itself. And so I, I wrote the book, just a really fundamental guide to here are some of the issues with cash flow. Here are the problems that that lead to cash flow shortfalls. Here's how you can help diagnose what's happening in your business, and uh, just a really simple way to understand cash flow and start to build some systems to um, to take care of it. And and it does get into a little bit more um, advanced where you can you know how you could set up a sales pipeline if you're doing bigger sales and and gauge how much is coming in and when it's coming in and, and things like that. So there just was a I thought a fundamental gap in. Um, you know, financial literacy for business owners that oftentimes don't come from a finance background. In fact, almost never do. Um, and just a way to give them a good primer on, on how to manage their cash flow. Yeah, certainly. You know, as they say, cash is king. And I think that's become even more evident in the last year than, you know, in my prior two decades working in this industry with a lot of small and mid-sized businesses. It's been the critical components to whether the doors are still open or the lights are still on you know, tomorrow yeah. and further down the road. And I would like to say that it's once we get through the other side of, of this pandemic and businesses, the ones that are kind of left standing will be tested heavily, but they're going to be in a good position. They'll, they'll have, um, you know, I don't want to say that so whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but in this case it will, I think to, to, to a large degree, but understanding your cash flow and, and being able to, to build projections and models is what is going to help businesses uh, grow and grow faster and excel. Um, so coming out of here, you know, you're hoping that businesses will come out truly stronger and able to really accelerate that growth. Yeah, definitely. That's a great positive note, I think, for us to leave our our listeners with. So on behalf of Clinton, Blaine, I want to thank you for joining us today and sharing all your knowledge as it relates to being a prior business owner and studying cash flow and working with so many small and mid-sized businesses. Thank you for being here and for being part of our podcast. It's very much appreciated. Oh, thank you so much. I, I always love chatting uh, small business, chatting cash flow, and, and um, of course, chatting with Eugenie and, and Clinton, who I just met. So I, this was a really terrific time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Ebb and Flow podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. At iBailey, what inspires you inspires us. We provide a suite of accounting, advisory, and technology services with your business in mind. Visit our website to access tools and resources tailored for you. iBailey.com slash ebbflow. This podcast is distributed with the understanding that iBailey LLP is not rendering legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Listeners should consult with their business advisors before acting on any of the information or opinions shared. For audience questions and topic ideas, visit iBailey.com slash ebbflow. That's E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y dot com slash E-B-F-L-O-W. Thanks for listening and don't forget to tune in next time.